0: An eruption of vibrant colors flashes through distant neon lighting above the rooftop of an abandoned fast-flesh slaughterhouse and onto the back of Desmond Kensington. Clutching onto a metal briefcase, he forges a path through thick snow to the rooftop's edge for a better view of the spectacle. The polished, reflective finish of his robotic cyberarm gleams in unison with the chrome handle of the case. The whistle of another mortar shell screeches as it's hurled into the sky from within the Chicago containment zone. A plume of dense smoke escorts the projectile as it dances between skyscrapers. Ascending to its intended altitude, the shell detonates in a spectacle of colored hues, shattered glass, and shrapnel. While most people are ringing in 2080 with celebrations held in augmented reality or LED-covered drones that can't quite outshine the corporate advertising, a barrage of fireworks is always worth taking a moment to admire, especially when it's not your building someone's trying to blow up. With a practiced twitch of his facial muscle, Desmond begins recording through his cyber eyes. A gust of frigid air sweeps through the city, ushering in a momentary hush of silence. All of Chicago seems to pause in reverence for the moment. Desmond sets down the briefcase, retrieving a comm link from his pocket. As he does, the phone's display projects onto his cyber eyes. He pulls up a contact named Veronica and attaches the recording to a new message. From the reflection of his device's display, Desmond spots a strobe of light behind him. Sparks arc out in a flurry of chaotic activity, culminating in an explosion of force. Before he can react, Desmond is propelled over the rooftop's edge, landing in the slushy mix of snow and gravel below. Lying on his back, he spots the glow of his comlink screen beneath the snow beside him. His cybernetic arm plunges for the device and its display projects in front of his field of view once more. Emerging from a nearby alleyway, a group of shadowy figures approaches. A human, an orc, and a troll. The human, a young man in a dark winter jacket, wipes blood from beneath his nose, gesturing somatically as he walks near. An unseen force rushes over Desmond in a wave, rendering him immobile. That's the problem with trespassing in these old abandoned buildings. One wrong step and you find yourself slipping off the edge. The figures laugh in an eerie harmony. You know, people go missing near this neighborhood all the time. You better come with us to make sure that nothing bad happens to you. With labored effort, Mr. Kensington finds he retains some control over his cyberarm. He navigates menus projected digitally over the street as the trio approaches. Normally, we're not that interested in anyone with too much cyberware. The human sneers as they begin to circle like vultures. But I'm willing to bet we could still get some decent Nguyen for you. Opening the pre-written message, Desmond swiftly begins adding a plea for help. As he goes to send, his actions are halted by the orc, who snatches the comlink and tosses it down the alley. Too slow, dreckhead. He growls through exposed tusks, driving a fist into Desmond's head. As everything fades to darkness, a final mortar whistles as the title card emerges. Bug City Blues. Welcome everybody to what is probably my favorite tabletop game, Shadowrun. We're playing 6th edition because it's the newest edition, and it's probably the most new user-friendly edition, and it's the edition that's still getting updated content, and it's the edition that doesn't have a lot of content made for it as far as podcasting is concerned, and I thought it'd be a fresh rain to milk. So if you're very new to this world, you might be asking yourself, well, what is a Shadowrun? A shadow run is any illegal or quasi-legal activity undertaken on the behalf of a corporate, military, or government organization that favors anonymity. And what is a Shadowrunner? Well, that's you! You being the players of this game. So I want to introduce my cast today, and then we'll go around and see who we're going to be playing for the next couple of months here. I think the way I want to resolve this is have everyone make an edge roll. Now, all of your characters have an attribute called edge... Go ahead and select on that. You'll roll a couple of dice. The way this game works is we need to find out how many successes you get whenever you make a roll out of a dice pool. In a D&D or a Pathfinder, you roll a D20 and you add a stat number to it and trying to beat a set number. In this case, most of the time, you're taking one or two numbers, picking up that many dice and seeing how many fives or sixes you get. And hopefully you don't end up rolling more than half ones. If you get a tie, we'll go off the dice pool Who got the least amount of hits? Well, I got one. I got one as well. Who's got the lowest dice pool of that? It looks like a five and a six. I'm a five. All right. River Bear, I'm going to pick on you first. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce you to my first player. If you've listened to our program before, he used to be the DM. I have since kicked him out of the big chair. And he is now a player. This is Clinton. Thank you for coming back to play with this fantasy game of mine. I want you to introduce your character to everyone. Who are you playing? Hi.
1: I'm so glad to be back. This is going to be a, a great time. I am playing Riverbear. He's a troll from the Cascade Orc tribe in the nation of Salish Shi. He's a semi-retired runner with a dwarven wife and two robotic feline bodyguards that stays with her to defend her while Riverbear r- runs around them in the shadows. He keeps her a secret to protect her, and he's a defender of the innocent and is savage to those who bring harm to those he is allied with. So you want to be getting in good with old River Bear. He'll defend you with his life. He is uh, of Nez Perce heritage and comes from the Salish Shi Council. He was raised in the outskirts of Seattle where he honed his magical affinity and connections to the great spirit. River Bear finds wet work distasteful. He'd rather disable an opponent if he can, but he will defend his allies to the death if necessary. He enjoys the fire water a bit too much. It is a weakness and has gotten him into trouble a few times too many. That's old River Bear.
0: I do have some follow-up questions. Sure. You are one of the very rare individuals in the Shadowrun world who is magically active. And you get this magic through a sort of shamanistic connection with the spirit of Bear. Yes, that's right. Has that always sort of been there? Did you awaken yourself to find Bear one day or did Bear come to you? Well, uh,
1: when... Uh, River Bear had an adolescent, coming-of-age trial. The bear came to him, and uh, he had a spirit walk with the spirit bear. And it taught him that reality perhaps is not as clear-cut as we think, that there are forces in this world that cannot be explained through technology. And so he became a shaman.
0: And for the sake of painting a mental picture, what does River Bear look like?
1: Well, let's see... He's uh, very tall. He's uh, 2.5 meters high, 300 kilograms. This is just an average height of a troll. He is pure average.
0: Average for a troll, that's still big.
1: He's a 50-year-old male. He's got uh, a white beard, curvy horns. They're bull-like. They, they go out straight and then turn up at the ends. He's got a good set of bottom tusks he's very proud of. He's got a white beard tied into little knots with appear to be golden bands. He carries a club or staff.
0: Totally not a walking stick. Don't call it a walking stick, at least not in front of him. Well,
1: uh, he's he's 50. He's, had a, he's an old runner. He's been around the block, and he'd rather just sit and meditate at the bar.
0: Where many people find their peace. Right. <laughs> My last question for you is, what would River Bear be doing on the new year of 2080?
1: Well, uh... Chicago is where I have heard a magical talisman that will help my poor wife. She has an ailment, and I need a magical talisman that is here. Lore holds that, and the, my magical contacts have told me that Chicago contains the item I seek
0: the fabled red herring ruby. Yes,
1: the MacGuffin.
0: Well, thank you very much, River Bear. Maybe more on, like, a day-to-day level. Would he probably find himself at a bar, or is he drinking at home alone? No, no,
1: he's at the bar. He's probably hanging out with his brother-in-law, Red, down at the Route 66 Bar and Grill.
0: Red the bartender, the dwarven bartender brother-in-law. That's right. I think what happens is, this evening, the bar has mostly been closed. However, they are allowing certain people to come in. More specifically, it's allowing runners to come in who've finished their jobs and want to spend some of that well-earned new year. Their money's always good. doesn't matter what time of year it is. And you're sitting, maybe you're finding a little bit of a, a monastic tau somewhere in between the firewater mm-hmm. and the stories that these young runners are telling, talking about how the heat started getting to the team and how they thought they weren't going to make it out in time. And you can't help but think of previous runs that you yourself were on
1: yes indeed
0: and that's when one of them gets a call and you sort of are only just overhearing it from your side of the bar and it's like yeah we we could but i mean we don't have the full team anymore a lot of us are hammered at this point we can't take a run right now you sure you don't have anyone else to do this and red's like well well hold on is is, is he looking for the whole team or is he looking to make a team and guys like hold on i'll talk to him uh-huh uh-huh yeah then you know anyone red and he kind of turns to you and he's like what do you think old man
1: well, it might give me the team I need. Let's see where this river runs.
0: Why don't I reach out to him and I could set up another fixer. <laughs> Maybe we could set up a new team of runners for the new year. Hey, old man, what name should I be putting down on this list?
1: I just use the usual
0: river bear. And then we go to, I think reet rolled the next on uh, edge.
2: Yeah, that was bad.
0: I'm going to pick on you now. Okay. Next is going to be my friend, Reeton. You know him from the previous podcast. He played Reeton. And he played Reeton almost exclusively during it, except for a brief period where he was finding his head.
2: Yeah, it was decapitated. Good times.
0: Did you want to go ahead and introduce the character that you would be playing for this
2: game? I'm not playing Reeton again. I'm playing Lockdown, who is a decker. And he is a dwarven decker, age 30. Height is pretty short at 1.2 meters he weighs 55 kilograms and is pretty weak not no strength or or reaction or agility but he's very good he has a very good memory and he's very good at hacking things which is pretty handy when you're a decker he lives in a shack basically not the lowest of the low. It's not like he's living in a trailer park, but he's definitely not living in the giant yacht or anything like that. So not yet. he uses decking. <laughs> not yet, but he uses decking to just try to make ends meet, you know, spends time with. Uh, there's a couple of people that he knows. There's a mechanic that he helps out sometimes to make some extra scratch on the side. And then there's, uh, you know, his fence and his fixer that he also communicates with. My
0: first question to you, very similar to the last one, is: What does your character look like?
2: My character is, well, as I said, one point two meters tall, fifty-five kilograms. The picture that I'm using right now is he wears a like a blue hoodie all the time, and sometimes he puts on face like red face paint when he's going out and doing his jobs. Surprisingly, pretty common. <laughs> like yeah, people who watch the
0: Tridio shows of like. Shadowrunner Justice or whatever's popular in 2080, they will wear like neon face paint that glows and stuff like that.
2: And so, he he often does that for a couple reasons. Just one, he's always liked the idea of wearing face paint to kind of conceal his identity. And then two, it's a way that if he's running with a group, you know, if they see him on the street, they're not going to know who he is just by first glance. So that way he can kind of keep his real identity hidden from the people that he's working with. I'd like
0: to think the police sirens start playing and he zips up his hoodie like he's a blue Kenny.
2: <laughs> That's I'm just going to talk like that if that happens.
0: I'm sure that'll be great audio.
2: Yeah, uh, otherwise he's a pretty unremarkable dwarf. You know, not a lot of tattoos, no piercings or anything like that. Just try to fly under the radar as you would if you're a Decker or a shadow runner. And then what is Rhetan doing during the new year? Rhetan is probably waiting inside his in his hut his shack that he lives in doing some decking but i presume he gets a call to go on and maybe get some some extra scratch to spend on the new what is it new Nuyen is the currency of the Shadowrun world yes yeah let's get some more new to pay some bills and hopefully buy a new deck really needs a new cyber deck
0: i mean as far as like the equipment that you have it's still pretty cutting edge you just have entry level stuff
2: and that's that's for now yeah soon
0: i think you're playing around with it the complex that your shack is composed of has a little like central station that has some vending machines you've just popped open that vending machine and you've gotten yourself a free soy bar and you're walking back to your domicile when you're what, what uh what kind of comic do you got if you have that handy
2: i do have a com link and it is i think it's the entry level
0: this is a, a rating one yeah it's a rating one and your burner starts ringing and uh you know maybe you reached out earlier and you were expecting a call but you you have your burner on you and it's ringing
2: all right it is apollo your friend apollo my friend hey what's
0: going on reading happy new year were you by chance in the market for a short-term job i know a lot of people aren't running tonight but i i got someone who's desperate for people
2: well how much does it pay
0: You know, that's probably a better question to ask the Johnson, but I do have details about the run. Basically, you're just reclaiming a suitcase. You're you're finding out what happened to the Curry if you can. I mean, 500 million says he's drunk in an alleyway somewhere. That's easy money. All you got to do is run over and find the guy. You interested?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. To progress the story, you should tell me. To progress
0: the story, I will get you on that list. There's a bar. I need to put you on a VIP to get forward. Should I just use the old Titus Tiny Hands? Yep. All right. I'll send you instructions when I got them. And we dramatically zoom to the next character, which I think is either Mo or Melanie. Looks like Mo. Two hits? Two hits on a pool of five dice. I'm going to pick on you next. Okay. Next, I want to introduce Nicole. Longtime listeners might remember her character, Riel, from the first few episodes of Rise of the Rune Lords. And without doxing anyone, she does this speaking into a microphone thing professionally. And it's my hope that a level of professionalism will bleed out into this project of mine. And I want to know who it is that you're bringing to Shadowrun.
3: Well, thank you for that lovely intro. No pressure. (laughs) But uh, I am playing Moira Goldleaf. She goes by Mo. And she is an elf in her late 30s. And uh, she was born in 2042 into a Seattle media empire. Her great-grandfather founded Goldleaf Comtech with a handful of radio stations in the 1980s. And the company expanded into TV and beyond under his leadership and then the leadership of his son and grandson in turn. And Horizon, one of the big megacorps, acquired Goldleaf Comtech, but allowed the family to continue running things provided that they tow the line. And now Moe's older brother, Malcolm, is the CEO and represents the family on Horizon's board. Her younger sister, Mariella, is a famous singer and actress, one of Horizon's top-built stars. And Moe stays behind the scenes with her work as a producer, but she knows the business as well as she knows directing, recording, and editing. Over the years, the women in the Goldleaf family business have kind of been relegated to being a bookkeeper or an advisor to their husbands. And Mo moved to Chicago to escape being married off to some guy who would take her rightful place in the company. Now, the pressure is on for her to settle down at the ripe old age of 38, but she's got other ideas about going into business for herself. So Mo is running the shadows to get a ground level view of how things are done in Chicago and to earn her own money that her family and the company can't trace. And what she brings to the team are her business and social savvy. But if those don't work, she's also still up for some good old-fashioned espionage, too.
0: Thank you very much. When people look at Mo Moira, whichever one's more appropriate, what do they see
3: initially? Just a tall elf in their mid-30s? It'd be very easy for someone to just completely overlook her. Upscale
0: casual. Right.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, she typically just wears a business suit most of the time.
0: And my follow-up question is what does Mo do on New Year's 2080?
3: Uh, I think she would be, say she's representing the family at a company function.
0: GCT is doing their New Year party. A lot of the staff and the crew in their Chicago division are reaching out, trying to plant new foundations. This is sort of their first big party. Chicago's going through this big push to rebuild itself, and a lot of buildings that were given amnesty to squatters are now sort of expecting that they go away and make this territory available to new companies, and a lot of old companies are jumping on that opportunity. GCT is looking for their big, exciting new year of growth in the Chicago area, and you are sort of there as—what's your role in the company at this point? Are you—
3: Pro- definitely kind of a behind the scenes like producer type role. Would it make sense that
0: Mariella your sister and uh singer and actress would be there?
3: Yeah, that makes uh, that makes complete sense. She's
0: there for the New Year's party and to to ring in the the opportunities. They sent in one of their heavy hitters. After the ball drops and it is officially the new year. People are sort of finishing this party and going to their next one when an old acquaintance approaches you. It's a maybe a couple years younger than yourself, a very lean elf in a business suit she's holding a comm link like it's attached to her head in some heated argument about scheduling she aggressively hangs up the phone and grabs a drink from a waiter who's nearby and she walks up to you and says uh happy new year mo say would you have a spare moment to chat i heard about something tonight and i think it's got real potential
3: well i guess you've never steered princess perfect wrong what do you got for me
0: let's go into one of these conference rooms and um have a chat real quick looks around make sure that nobody's like in your immediate vicinity this would be work maybe best for uh ebony she gives you a suggestive eyebrow raise
3: oh okay ebony's listening
0: you guys go into private and she mentions i got the scoop on what could be the first major crime of the year and i got a chance to get some insider information Listen, you you were saying you wanted to do some legwork around here, right? Like, see the first-hand stuff, get in the action? Her voice dropped to, like, two decibels when I started doing this. I don't know what's up with that.
3: (laughs) Mm, Well, I mean, it definitely beats waiting around for my parents to pick some other loser to come take my place when I can edit circles around him. Why not?
0: If all goes well, this would be a great opportunity to show that you mean business around here. So, let me tell you what I do know and why I think you'd be a perfect fit. Then she passes you her comlink, link and you see what looks like footage clipped off from like a traffic security cam. And she says, look in the corner there. You see that, that old abandoned building there? Watch, watch, watch. And you see a flash of light and then somebody gets sent flying off the building top and lands into some snow. And you kind of see him like crawl and try to get himself up. And then he just freezes solid like a brick. An orc, a troll, and a human walk up to him. And the orc starts beating him up troll walks up and manages to rip his arm off. She says, I know that's graphic, but this could be the first major set of gang violence in Chicago for 2080. If some other company's gonna get the scoop and get on that dramatic wave, I don't want to lose the opportunity. I need somebody down there to get all the information.
3: Well, I am nothing if not the ever consummate professional, so let's go for it.
0: Just what I wanted to hear. You ready? You excited? And she kind of, like, jumps up and starts stomping in place a little.
3: ebony's not quite as, as pumped as you are but
0: yeah let's do this oh i'm sure it'll be fine chicago can't nearly be as dangerous as people say it is hope you're right she raises her drink in a toast clink and as the echo of the glasses clinking fades away we go to my next person bully. pencha that's me i wanted to introduce alex you might know them as aristotle or gantarus or you played a lot of characters didn't you
4: Quite a few, but I think you mentioned the two longest lasting, so...
0: And now, I have the great honor to introduce Alex as the character that they will be playing for Shadowrun. Who were you looking to play today? First of all,
4: thanks for having me back. I am super excited to play Shadowrun. This is a awesome rule set and a really fun world to have fun in.
0: Is my favorite game.
4: I'm going to be playing a character named Melanie Schnelling. Melanie Schnelling comes from a corporate family in Germany. Her parents were Seder Krupp employees, as is she. However, instead of taking the corporate clerk route that her parents did, she decided to take a higher risk job by taking security involvement. And by security, I don't mean cybersecurity. She's been training in several types of firearm usage and martial arts for a number of years, becoming a security expert and security detail for corporate executives in Seder Krupp. She is very much the consummate professional when it comes to violence as a result of her job and the nice pay that it offers she is very highly augmented although she may only be 161 centimeters she is a hefty 80 kilograms but she may not look it so as a way for me to describe what she looks like being average height for a human she has a few qualities that make her a little standing out in regards to the rest of the population. In addition to having an official sin, which is something that will be probably brought up later, I think. She also has a distinctive style, which I can only describe as Cat Girl Operator. She's pretty tacked out with the latest military and tech gear, so she constantly has a vibe about her being a little bit too serious for what the situation might call for. And by Cat Girl Operator, she has cyber ears that look like cat ears. In addition to that she has some pretty high quality cyber eyes so they look a little bit more normal than the others. One problem that she has had to deal with her whole life and has been a problem for her family as well is she is allergic to something that's very common in the sixth world which is soy. As a result she's had to go out of her way to change her diet in order to avoid it because this common allergy also happens to have an extreme problem with it so anytime she encounters it it tends to be a big hamper on not just her day but probably her week
0: yeah soy is unfortunately pretty common in 2080 and i'm sure i'm gonna have a lot of fun finding ways to incorporate soy alternatives to the future
4: oh i think that was uh one of the nice ways that I could put a good bent on this character for her being super cool she's got a pretty bad weakness but she walks around with probably more gear than she needs to and has a more serious face than she needs to but at the heart she's just a softie if you can find it underneath all of that chrome
0: you, you don't walk around the street normally that uh, militarized do you do you have like uh an everyday wear uh, i do not <laughs> the nice thing <laughs> is i have
4: programmable camouflage with my gear so i can make it look a little less intimidating
0: than it probably should that's an acceptable answer it's not so much plated armor it's more uh you know thick cloth
4: yeah so i'm wearing the modular equipment system for the day and it has a kind of tactical armored vest underneath
0: all right my follow-up question for you would be what do you find yourself doing on new year's in 2080 all right so being a security detail for a large corporation you would think
4: why would this person be shadow running and she's actually been doing this on the side as a deniable asset for Seder krupp and she has been tasked with going to chicago that's directly from high, high corporate it might have been for loftware but she's not sure as a result, it sounds like that she may have a wrench thrown in the works as she's preparing to leave for Chicago by being contacted by one of her other contacts.
0: Chicago is definitely a place, as I mentioned before, of explicit corporate expansion right now, much to the chagrin of the locals. So it makes sense that a big company like the Dragon would be interested in swooping up some land. And They don't necessarily need to prove that it was their land, they just need to prove that they own it now. Whatever is on it, whatever they were working on before Chicago turned into a big bug shit show, that's all available. Just got to make it safely habitable and it's yours. Which is a bigger statement than it might initially see. Let me ask another question. How are you arriving to Chicago right now?
4: That has been prepared by Seder Krupp. So I have a place to be living when I arrive there and I have a means of transportation.
0: All right. Of course, paid out of my own pocket. As you reach Chicago street side, you receive an email from a weird encrypted sender that says, Happy New Year. Job incoming. You put down your phone and a Johnny cat pulls up to you or the equivalent. It's an autonomous vehicle that has a predetermined destination. You hop in, and they paid for the platinum service. So as you get seated, a notification reminds you to turn on your seatbelt, and a bottle of champagne is poured for you. As your vehicle starts driving onto the interstate, you're first aware that there's an issue because the display screen that normally shows time until your arrival at your destination. It starts sort of glitching out until it displays an image of the world tree upside down, and all of its ends are the USB leads, if you know the USB symbol, the, the arrow, and the... Anyways, you probably recognize this as one of your contacts, Yidrasil. You take a moment and kind of squint at the screen when, through the Johnny Cab speakers, you hear... Hey, I my job? And it says it sort of in three or four voices at once, sort of distorted with software.
4: Uh, I'm going to be betting that I recognize this
0: cacophony of voices. It's probably not the first time it's contacted you like this. Uh, like uh, like Shodan, sort of, to paint mm-hmm. a mental picture.
4: I'm going to lean forward towards the screen, and I'm going to smile and start rubbing my hands and say, Also, Yggdrasil, has to iron for me."
0: Looking to make some amazing new, money.
4: Yeah, naturally. I'm always looking for a bit of new yen.
0: Your vehicle sort of like starts accelerating and swerving in and out of traffic like it's not following the grid guide anymore, like like somebody hopped into it. And then it switches over to a video similar to what Moira saw, where it's like the corner of a traffic camera gets blown off the side of the building says
1: we're looking for these three people these three people
0: The video speeds up till the orc troll and the human are there ripping off the guy's arm
1: it should be a milk run easy money interested in proceeding
4: uh, i'm gonna recognize that this may be a little bit more than milk run but it's definitely something that i'm willing to take
0: a another video pops in that looks like a old school security video and then a whole selection of different types of guns appears, the Ares Predator, the Super Ruger Warhawk. Professionals preferred. Heavy resistance expected. Overwhelming firepower maybe an acceptable alternative to diplomacy.
4: I have a broken down called M23 that's tricked out in a box next to me on the floor, and I'm gonna kick that, and I'm gonna say, yeah, vielleicht, ich glaube kann ich.
0: The image of the upside down tree of life appears over the screen again, and all of the lighting in the vehicle turns to a calming green. And it says, Offer accepted!
1: Angeline Van Baden Burke, you are cordially invited to the Blue Castle!
0: And the vehicle starts rapidly accelerating as it changes course from the interstate to hop down to a local street. And then the last person we have to pick on is Chris. Hey, how you doing? Uh, I'm Chris, uh, a long-time
5: listener, first-time podcaster. It's a pleasure to make your audio acquaintance. Uh, I'm pretty excited to be running through these shadows, or at least be power-walking through them. I'm pretty excited here. I'm going
0: to be playing Lester Moore, the the man-boy wonder. And that is a, uh, a spitting image that I've just pulled up of Lester. For the listening audience who doesn't necessarily have access to this, would I be able to ask you to describe Lester more? He's tall, dark,
5: and handsome. He's got bronze skin. He has some brown Fabio, thick, luscious locks. He's got himself a nice mustache, a big, thick cookie duster of a mustache. He's known for wearing his trench coat with many pockets and his green beanie. When he takes his coat off, you can see on his arm, got a big tattoo, it's like a big no sign, like a no smoking sign, but in the center of it, it says big deal, no big deal.
0: (laughs) I like it. You nailed the description pretty well. My follow-up question would be, who is Lester Moore? Well, Lester Moore is a Chicago native born and raised by a single mother
5: trying her best to make ends meet. Lester was a good boy and always helped out around the house. Known for his honest and helpful nature, he was picked on by the local street toughs. But when Lester got older, this sweet boy turned into a hulking man, learning to fight back against the bullies, or else he would never be able to keep his soy milk money. Lester found himself in a powerful position to help the neighborhood. He empowered some of the other kids in his class and started a group called the Bee cools which was a force that pushed the local thieves and ruffians off the neighborhood blocks, keeping peace until this day. Lester eventually grew up and joined the Ares army, serving four years fighting in Operation Extermination. Many giant insects perished at the hands of Lester Moore. His fighting skills and reputations as a good soldier was well noticed by the top brass. He soon rose to the rank of captain running a squad through the infested war zone. Lester saw things that only comes with the horrors of war. He was put in many impossible situations, known for saying, a little bit of optimism can make the impossible happen, and somehow he and his squad made it out of the bug wars alive in the end. When he was eventually shipped home from his time in the Operation Extermination, he found his neighborhood the way he left it. Welcomed back as a hero by the locals, Lester was given a hand getting back to civilian life giving him odd jobs and a regular job at a local bar, the Fat Cats, and that's with a Z. In Lester's free time, he volunteers at the youth center, helping the kids by trying to be a good role model. Between his mother's mortgage and constant cuts to the youth center's budget, Lester finds himself looking beyond traditional work and doing whatever it takes to make his ends meet just like his mama taught him, and that includes doing big money jobs from shadow running.
0: I'm so excited to see Lester more. <laughs> Stupid, <sorry>. sexy Lester. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is
5: what what matter of questions do you have for Lester Moore? And my friends call me Les, by the
0: way. My first question for you, Les, is what are you doing on New Year's 2080 in Chicago?
5: Uh, I probably got to work. So I'd probably be bouncing at the fat cats, probably having to clean out the litter boxes. <laughs>
0: The Fat Cats, of course, being a bar that has cats that you could just hang out with while you're drinking. Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah.
3: A Cat Cafe bar? I love that idea.
0: Yep, me and Mittens are pretty close. <laughs> New Year's 2080, there's probably actually quite a bit of ladies at the bar tonight. Bouncing as far as excitement is concerned, it's it's pretty docile. You got the regulars coming in tonight. You know all these people on a first-name basis. And that's when your comic goes off. You're getting a phone call from... An old friend of yours. Bring, 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 bring. That's the sound of my cell phone. Bring, 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 bring. It's Officer. It's right here. At least that's what the name says in your contacts. Hello, book. hello. It, it it's is that you? It's. Hey Les, it's it's it's. Happy New Year. Happy man. New
5: Year. Uh, how how was the honeymoon?
0: Oh, it was delightful. Listen, um, I'm talking to you in the alleyway. I think I'm on a smoke break right now. I was listening over on the radio comms. I got a bit of a job that I think you might be interested in, doing, doing some good in the neighborhood.
5: That sounds pretty good. Does it make any money? Uh, the, the mayor just cut uh, the, the youth center's budget again, and uh, just right around Christmas, too. I can't believe they, that he would do it. It's awful. So I need some extra scratch.
0: That bastard will do whatever he needs to ensure that he's got the funding for his next election. But listen, some people reported a pretty brutal mugging. They said some poor Saab lost his arm. They're not sending Lone Star in because they're saying it's just gang violence and they'll sort itself out. Maybe you can? <sighs> I know someone who's looking into this and they need some runners. Might be interested in having someone who could handle the tough situation. I, I know you're the guy for the job.
5: Oh, well, uh, and that's, that's tonight? I was, after my shift, I was supposed to knit with Mama Moore. uh, I'll have to call her at Castle. I, I, I could use the buddy and it sounds like you guys need a, need a hand. I, I'd be happy to help
0: get your good deed done for the she'll year. be so
5: disappointed but she, she'll understand
0: i'll let him know uh that, listen i need a name to put on a list here was a uh, text longhorn available yep. tonight the,
5: the, the oil tycoon text longhorn and it is around yes all right i'll let him know yeehaw and out
0: she pantomimes tipping a cowboy hat as she disappears from your screen with that you get a text message that says uh Please arrive at the Blue Casket. You get a, like a Google directions from your location to get there. I don't think we have anyone else to pick on. Have I picked on all my friends? I believe that's everybody. I did it. I picked on all my friends. You did it.
2: I wanted to point out, I like for Alex's person that you became the master from Fallout 1. (laughs) Yeah. They haven't yet.
0: Let's roll edge again, everybody. Let's see who arrives first.
2: Hey,
5: I did pretty good. Yeah. Ooh, not me! I had to stop for a uh, one of them soy bars.
2: You had, to, you had to go talk to Mama Mama Bear or Mama Moore.
5: Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say I. It uh, looks like I didn't do well. Uh, I was I was on the phone uh, having to talk to Mama Moore about not being able to be uh, knitting tonight. Like when I hold the yarn. <laughs>
0: I'm a more understand. <laughs> and she knows that it's a busy time of year.
2: It's for the kids, and I I took the bus, uh, but with my fake sin, I'm I'm old enough to get the senior discount. <laughs>
0: if there is somebody driving the bus, they give you a very inquisitive look. We'll deal with that in a second, though. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. I'm gonna pick on you first, Lester. Oh, of course. You get off your comm link with Mama Moore and you say, Listen, I'm, I'm sorry, I just got a job offer. I'm not going to be able to knit tonight. She says, It's, it's okay, dear. I, I understand. You're, you're doing it for the community. Mama Mia, Mama Moore. I, I wish I could
5: be there. I wish I could, but it's for the kids.
0: I could knit for the both of us. I need a new pair of socks. I don't want my boys' feet to get cold. It's a brutal winter this year. It is. You hang up your comms. You How are you getting around?
5: I cruise around on like a, a, one of those Yamaha Growlers, a cool little dirt bike.
0: That is cool. It is cold. It is uh, January 1st, 2080. Are you sure you want to take the bike? I won't stop you, but it is a little chilly. Um, It depends
5: if I could take the train.
0: The train is definitely an option.
5: I would probably go train then.
0: As you hop onto the train, do you have any um, cyber eyes? I or have no tech. AR sunglasses or anything like
5: that? I have no um, I, I have no augmentations. I'm actually kind of against
0: that. What, what kind of phone do you have is my first question. Metal link? A metal link?
5: Heavy metal link.
0: That's right. You got a burner phone. Yes. Every like 20, 30 steps or so, your phone buzzes off and your phone restarts. And when it reboots, you get this unaccepted ad error not handled. Device was forced to reboot, which is your phone getting all of the ad data, and the ad data doesn't know where to send it, so your device just restarts itself. This is probably actually a pretty common occurrence for you, but it works when you need it to, and that's all you really care about.
5: I'll, I'll, sh- I'll shake it really hard and come on, come on, another one of these updates. Ah.
0: <laughs> you, uh... You, you, you get the phone juices working and, and you activate your fakes in long enough to board the... Oh, uh, there's a name for it. Let me see if I wrote that down. Oh, here we go. It's Wind Transit. But uh, Chicago has two L's on it. There was another one made after the containment zone was opened so that the trains would keep moving. You know how in Arkham City they got those overhead trains, like the, the monorail style? Monorail! Chicago has a similar system to that setup and you board that without issue with your fake sin. You arrive outside of the Blue casket. This is a building that looks like it's made of, like, modern art deco. As you're walking past it on street view, it looks like somebody's art studio is on the central level. Hmm. And then they have a neon sign that's brightly lit that says blue casket pointing to a stairwell going down. Whenever there's a piece of art, I'll take a minute and look at it conspicuously,
5: and then I'll grunt and go, hmm... And then by the third piece of art, I I stop and uh, grunt conspicuously. Uh, I'll go, hmm, I do not like this postmodern art. And then I'll continue in.
0: There is an orc bouncer outside who gets a good view of you kind of criticizing all of the art. And he just sort of watches you like as if that's the only entertainment he has for the moment. And to be fair, that is the only entertainment he has for the moment.
5: I think it's pretty gaudy. I just don't get it.
0: And you find your way walking down the stairwell, and he pulls out the future equivalent of an iPad. He says, uh, are you on the list? It's a VIP party tonight.
5: Oh, that's me, uh, as I clear my throat. <clears> throat> oh, yeah, that's me, partner. I'm Tex Longhorn. I should be on that there
0: list. He looks at you with the same sort of, uh, open mouth the gate response that Officer Itz right here gave you before he goes, uh, Right, right, Tex. I, I remember that one. Yeah, you're you're fine. I'll see you down the dusty trail, and then I'll go and tip my beanie to him. As he opens the door for you, he sort of gives you an up-down, and you could sort of hear him say under his breath, "C.A.S. citizens, they are the weirdest." C.A.S. being a Confederate American States, which is where Texas currently stands. I will ignore it. And as you enter in, you go into the basement level of this art deco. It is a mostly brick and stone assembled building. You see a lot of, like, wiring and cabling amongst the ceiling. And with the opening space, somebody decided to open up a bar.
5: Hmm, that doesn't look OSHA safe. (laughs) That doesn't look like it's up to code.
0: This bar is overwhelmingly full of neon lighting and bright tridio screens. The displays show a slideshow of art depicting people's final moments. Not anything gory or distasteful. On one, a person is seen slipping out of a skyscraper window. On another, someone Hmm. is staring down the barrel of a Remington room sweeper shotgun. And then you find yourself walking up to the bar. Bartender says, uh, might I ask who you are? Why, my name is Tex Longhorn, partner. To whom am I speaking with? Oh, uh, somebody give me a name for a bartender. I didn't plan about that. Shecky. He's Shecky. Uh, somebody give me a metatype. Elf There is an elf behind the bar who looks a little bit like thick dreadlocks blonde and says uh, well, my name's Shecky, sir. Uh, Happy New Year to you.
5: Happy New Year, <laughs> Shecky. Oh, this is fine establishment sure are a lot of lights around
0: here. As you say that and look down the bar, you can see that there's a couple of other people at the bar. just like with Riverbear earlier at his bar. These people all look like they are a little bit armed for war. They are each enjoying drinks and celebrating in jubilation with one another. And I, and I notice all the, 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 the heavily armedness. You could definitely notice that. And at this point, I want to ask when you're walking in, what sort of gear do you have on you?
5: So pretty much uh, my jacket is, it's an armored jacket, an armored trench coat, and it has uh, big pockets sewn on the inside, false pockets, to which uh, I am hiding my two Super Hawk, my Ruger Super Hawks, and uh, I have a baseball bat and a shotgun hiding. And then uh, along my back, I have a, a
0: riot shield that has the same symbol as my tattoo of no big deal. I think with the pockets and the concealment, everything there's pretty fine. But when you walk in with the riot shield, uh, you have a seat with the bar and you start talking to him. Somebody walks up to you. Should be along my
5: back. You probably see it uh, like, uh, you know, if I was wearing like a jacket over a big giant
0: shield. Someone will walk up to you. I'm going to say this one is a, well, somebody give me a name and uh, a metatype. Joffrey. Orc. Nice. Cool. A orc walks up to you. One of his tusks has been filed down and he gives your shield a couple of hard knocks. And he says, uh, I've always preferred to use my other hand to hold a bigger gun. Tell me, does does using a shield actually save you? This thing doesn't look like it's taking much shots.
5: Yeah, I, I, just, I just bought this. Uh, you know, bought it at a garage sale. I thought it would be cool. Uh, no, I'm I, I'm usually a two-hand guy, but uh, uh, I started getting really good at the, with my pistols here. Uh, I, I used to run a
0: shotgun in the war. What are you drinking tonight? That's a reason to celebrate. Not every year people like us make it
5: Oh, well, I'll have myself a sarsaparilla.
0: The bartender looks at you and kind of chuckles, and he's like, right, one sarsaparilla coming up. And he hits the soda nozzle on his fountain. I'll
5: have a a whiskey and water. Hold the whiskey.
0: Let me see who I'm picking on next. It looks like I am picking on Melanie. Don't call me that. It's around that time that your Johnny Cab arrives outside of the Blue casket. I'm going to gather my
4: gear up out of the Johnny Cab and step down the stairs into the bar. Are
0: you bringing everything with you? I'm not leaving it in the Johnny Cab. In that case, what are you bringing in with you? What What do you look like
4: as you walk down these stairs? Seeing as how I haven't had a chance to visit my pad yet and I'm getting on a little detour here, I have pretty much all my equipment with
0: me. Is it cumbersome for you to hold or can you carry it easily? How, how much is that? I
4: can carry easily. I have a concealable holster for my holdout pistol. I have a quick-draw holster on my tactical gear for my heavy pistol. I have a tactical sling for my submachine gun, which is slung around my back, as is my ballistic shield. And then I have a case with my broken-down Colt M23 in it. I'm really heavily armed.
0: The uh, the guard looks you over and says, I wasn't expecting a, a raid tonight. Is everything okay, officer? Ach, yeah, I'm here to see... Uh... Uh, the list that he's holding Scrolls down until it finds Angeline von Vattenberg. He looks at you. and he's like, did you do that?
4: I believe, yeah I mean, yeah, it was me
0: I, I get it, you runners are flashy types Get on in, it's fine I'm gonna gather my gear up Cause I'm
4: assuming I put my carrying case huh. down Pick that back up, make my way into the bar
0: He turns around and he's like Fragging runners, no subtlety these days You walk into the bar and the one orc who walked up to Lester turns around and is like, What's wrong? You gonna stop by the armory first? And some people in the back of the bar start laughing at that.
4: Sorry, uh, tut my light, I am new here. Uh, uh, yeah, I have not been to my room.
0: With all that, it's probably not gonna be a long stay. Uh, I guess that's up to you, huh? Up to me? And some people in the back of the bar go, Ooh. He takes a moment and stands up and kind of gives you a once-over. And then he says nah i've already had too many for that tell you what have a seat we'll get you a drink you look like you could kick my ass anyways <laughs> people in the back of the bar go anyone can kick your ass joffrey <laughs> uh sit you down and asks what you're drinking
4: i'll have a water please and then i'm gonna take out a little vial of nova coke that i use <laughs> occasionally recreationally and i'm gonna take a hit of that right off the bar
0: the bartender looks at you you know people used to have subtlety in this city kind of scoffs and he, he grabs a rag and he starts cleaning a glass, sort of turning his back to you. And then I find someone else to pick on. How about Moira? Okie doke. How are you arriving to this bar?
3: I was wondering about that because she also just has a, a, a bike of her own. She doesn't have a car. Would it make sense if she borrowed Sam's car?
0: Sam uh, walks up to you as you're planning on leaving and she's like, by the way, I I think I've had a couple too many. I don't think I'm driving anywhere. Can you make sure you get the company car back to the parking lot at the end of the night and she hands you your keys? You got it. All you really have to do is type in the address into your grid guide. And as long as you don't mind driving the speed limit and pulling over in emergencies, it's it's fine.
3: All right. Gets the job done.
0: Do you go straight to the bar or do you need to armor yourself before you go on a run? What does Mo look like as she gets ready?
3: She likes to travel light, keep things simple. So... She is uh, wearing a business suit with some some hidden pockets for a, a pistol and, and some other basic things Her Comlink. So she uh, gets out of the vehicle, and uh, she is, again, wearing that business suit. Her, uh, she has shortish red bob going on with some purple peeking out some of the lower layers. And uh, she's also wearing a gold chain with a golden leaf pendant on it. And tinted half-moon glasses are perched on her nose. She has multiple piercings in her ears and just green eyes. Okay. Yep, yep.
0: I think the way that I see this happening is you walk outside of this fancy art deco building, start going down the stairs, and the York at the door says, Oh, um, I'm sorry, ma'am. The place is closed tonight. It's a private party.
3: Do you have a guest list for this party? Because I'm pretty sure I'm invited.
0: You? Yeah, uh, pardon me. What, uh...
3: Ebony Way.
0: Ebony, ebony Way. Ebony Way. Sorry, I I had to reboot this a second. Some fragger hacked my PDA. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you're on the list. Pardon me, of course. Yes. And he opens the door for you. Thank you. You walk in there and you do notice that a lot of the people sitting at the bar do look like they're ready for a fight as far as, like, the oblivious gear that they have on them. So you you stand out a little bit in that sense. And Joffrey turns back down at the door and he says, oh, I don't think we're ready to offer you the business you're looking for, lady. And a couple other people laugh. You want to find yourself a job fair
3: the way the way her business suit is configured could she open her jacket and just kind of flash the pistol she has
0: absolutely can
3: mo gives joffrey a raised eyebrow
0: he has a name tag that says hello my name is joffrey
3: (laughs) (laughs) she she subtly opens her jacket so that so he can see the handle of the gun she has tucked away and she says well look at his name tag joffrey
0: i'm glad i put this on it makes this part of the encounter so much easier
3: You might want to be careful about the assumptions you make about people. I can't help it that I'm the only person in this room who's more subtle than a brick.
0: He gets a a good chuckle at that and he says, uh, listen lady, the reason we get the big bucks is because subtlety ain't exactly our style. He will do the same where he opens up his armored jacket and you can see two massive Ruger Super Warhawks, which are the 2080 equivalent of a six shooter closes back each jacket and he says uh but I like your style there's definitely a time and a place for the non-flashy types well
3: no, that's why I'm here
4: I'm gonna level eyes at him when he says that
0: and with you at the bar that leaves us with either river bear or lockdown river bear has five locked us so let's do uh river bear okay well how are you arriving
1: to this bar river bear gets off the bus as it stops. He made friends with half the group of downtrodden regular folk. He's shaking hands as he goes by and wishes them all well and the great spirit will guide them wherever they need to go. Taking his walking uh, I'm uh, his great staff and he (laughs) comes down. In this cold weather he is wrapped in a uh, bear skin the very bear that he went on a spirit walk with as a young teenager. And he, uh, trundles into the bar. The door almost opens before him. A-, a gust of wind blows the door open.
0: There you go. A heavy gust of Chicago Arctic wind blows by as you walk past this Ooh. artistic-looking building.
1: Oh, this is where the wind has brought me.
0: I enter. As you go to enter, the orc bouncer outside is, uh, Sorry, old man, there's a private party tonight. I don't suppose you are on the list, were you?
1: Oh, it's unlikely, but... You- you may check if you wish.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, give give me a name, sir.
1: Oh, of course. Uh, uh, River Bear.
0: Yeah, I got River Bear here. You're good. Mm-hmm. He goes to open the door for you, and another gust of wind happens, and it opens inst- with that. Whoa. Th-
1: thank you. Thank you, Great Spirit. And he hit- clunks in with his walking staff.
0: Watch your step. It's a little bit of an incline
1: down there. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Kind gentleman here. He's just some kid. I uh, enter the rest of the bar. Heading downward.
0: And draw free, my, uh, my ever social plot device. Mm-hmm. I, I'm surprised to see you staying up this late. Ain't you got a bed you could be warming right now?
1: Mm. The great spirit called me here, and I am here to answer it. Do you know the great spirit?
0: I know the great spirit a newian, and it is running tonight, baby. Mm. Someone from the other bar howls like a wolf, and someone else is banging on the bar.
1: Very good. I, at least you have something to guide you by. Mm, I see there's beer over there And he finds himself at the bar
0: Only one type of person comes to this bar at night So uh, what are you having while you wait
1: Well I shall have uh, One of your local brews Please And He looks very happy that this is happening
0: He uh, he, he turns around and he gives you a Bottle of uh, Mallard Isle brew Mmm I haven't had this one
1: before Give the bottle a little pop Just by squeezing it and the top pops off Ooh, Flashy
0: Says it's a, it's a local favorite.
1: Hmm. What, what do I see here? I see a vast array of interesting persons. <clears throat> I excuse me. <laughs> I believe we are all brought here together are we not? Through clandestine means. What brings you all
0: here? And as you turn at the bar you could see a, a muscular tan gentleman wearing a massive riot shield over an armored jacket. You see a lady who's just as much chrome as she is flesh with handfuls of armaments with her and you see a elf in a business suit who is nursing a, a small dainty glass i see myself in the mirror and you see yourself in the mirror behind the bar
1: wondering how the hell i ended up here
0: for you this is probably not your first time running and this is just yet another group of runners
1: Yep, i, I know them when i see him and just at that moment
0: and as uh, as you go to introduce yourself to the group of remaining runners the camera zooms out real quick and it zooms into
2: reetan I was also on the same bus that bear was on. <laughs> I had no,
0: I, I didn't notice. Yeah. No. River bear was saying goodbye to everybody on a one by one basis on the bus and lockdown was so blown away by the encounter that it took him a moment to realize he missed his stop. Got off and he walked down, you know, block and a half or something like that. It wasn't too long. He got confused by all the winds. Different, the, the
5: wind wasn't yeah. in its in direction.
2: I tried stepping off the bus, and the wind blew me back in. That's what <laughs> <Totally>. happened. <laughs> Hate when that happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I get up to Tyrion, and I'm like, hey, do you have a, do you have a name on the list for Titus tiny hands?
0: He kind of giggles as you say that, and he's like, I, I think I do actually. Hold on. Tee-hee, yeah, I, I remember that one. You're good, man.
2: Oh, okay, great.
0: As you're walking down the stairs, what do you look like as far as gear that you're carrying?
2: Just plain clothes, you know, t-shirt and some jeans, and with my blue sweater on. I don't have the face paint on right now. And, um, you know, I have my cyber deck with me, and that's really it. Like, I have accessories for it, like a like a jammer and stuff, but I'm not fully loaded. Now you could throw in a
0: backpack, whatever. Yeah, uh, A thing like a Cyberdeck in 6th edition 2080, that's like... A smartwatch, basically. It's pretty concealable, actually.
2: Yeah, and so I would like to, when I get there, the things are playing on the um, TVs with people, like, right before their death, right? Yeah.
0: Okay. It, it's definitely more like French art house playing pre-created loops of this stuff.
2: Yeah. When I get inside, I'm going to look up and I'm going to cringe and be like, ah, hate this stuff. And then I'm going to hack it and change the channel.
0: Do you have cyber eyes or uh, goggles or anything like that? I do have cyber eyes. The observant viewers at the bar might notice them sort of flash to life with a, an extra bright LED. And it's I'm I'm not interested in rolling dice for this. It's pretty trivial for you to hack. This place is probably the host, and then from the host you can get to the video. From the video you can put whatever you want in there. So my question for you is, what are you throwing up as you show up?
2: Oh, I'm just gonna throw up some like children's animation. Be like yeah can't stand violence
0: this gets the attention of the other group of runners who kind of turn to the bartenders and like what gives Did they change the channel on us he, he goes to look for a remote and he's like hold on let me change it tries to change the channel and nothing happens and that that's weird
5: you'll, you'll notice that uh lester is gonna notice that the the, the channels have changed and feel a little more comfortable because he, he he feels a little uneasy he's not exactly comfortable here nor was he comfortable with what was uh on the tv
3: I, I, I want to say that Moe is not going to make it visibly obvious, but she is going to kind of internally relax a little bit because while she's trying to act tough, she, this is her first run and she's kind of nervous beneath the, oh. her exterior.
1: Is, is that something I might notice? Like, are you trying to hide that?
3: Oh, no, I think she would try very hard to keep on her poker face, as it were.
1: Yeah, I'd like to see if
0: I can pierce that disguise of yours. Is that possible? Actually, let me flash up something that's super relevant here. You could have sensed somebody uh, because you're magically active. You could look at them on the astral plane and sort of get a feel for what they're feeling.
5: That's basically it, yeah. Oh, no, don't look at my astral projection.
0: I'm modest. And you turn around and you see that this business exotic elf. Mm -hmm.
1: So I'm going to look and have the spirits tell me about each of these
0: interesting characters surrounding me normally i would sort of hand wave this however you have a skill that you could roll that depending on how well you roll i could give you more information Mm-hmm. can i have you roll that right now
1: yeah let's see if i can do that so i think it's just
0: my astral skill astral skill plus your linked skill which will be intuition
1: there it is eight dice pool
0: four hits four hits that's pretty good Four hits will tell you, and I'm looking at the ascensing table, the presence and location of Bioware and Betaware, the exact essence, magic, and force of the subject, and the general cause of an existing astral signature. So the way that I'm going to rule with this is, Mo, do you have any cyberware or anything like that? Do you have any chrome installed?
3: I have cyber ears.
0: Mm-hmm. When you look at her, the first thing you notice is the side of her head looks just cold and barren and void. Mm-hmm. And you've been ascensing people long enough. You know that means that they have cyberware installed. Okay, You get this sense of... Nervousness. It's like a a yellow, pinkish hue that her aura just bleeds out and sort of infects the other people around her's energy.
1: Expected. This isn't her uh, normal area of expertise.
0: Certainly not her normal area of existence. Right. These look like hardened shadow runners that you're surrounded. All of them have either high adrenalines or they're coming off of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mo looks a little more excited than anxious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good to know too. Okay. And if I've said something that sounds out of line, please correct me. Joffrey sees you all sort of getting chummy with each other and turns back to his own group and says, Well, I'm here to celebrate a good run. You guys have good luck with whatever it is you're doing. He gives you a suggestive wink, turns back to his part of the bar. The bartender's already half a step ahead with their Tridia remote,
2: slapping the side of it. He's like, I'm changing the channel. It just keeps on showing the same thing. While that's happening, I look at the bar and I look at the cast of characters and go, Ah, there they are. Oh and I see one of them messing around with his phone because it's constantly rebooting. I'm like, hey, nice to meet you, I'm Titus. I think I can fix that. My, my, my phone?
5: Ah, uh, it's got one, another one of those friggin' updates. It's just messing up. Yeah, yeah, give it to me. Y- you
2: know more about it than I do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know more about it than you do. And I grab the phone, and do you want me to roll on this? I don't think I need
0: to. I do not want you to roll on this. He's holding a metalink. This is the future equivalent of a burner phone. And as you pick it up, it it just recently rebooted. You're looking at the error message. It's complaining that it can't send an arrow, A-R-O, that stands for Augmented Reality Object. Most things in the future are sent to you through distracting, annoying pop-ups. And because Mr. Lester here doesn't have anything for those things to play on, his phone just crashes. It can't even handle the input. You also notice once it's done booting that it's about 14 versions behind on firmware. And you roll your eyes and you know what to do from there.
2: Yeah. I fix it. What I'm going to do is I fix it the update issue, and then I'll just make it so that the phone can't even receive those type of files. That way they won't crash his phone.
5: Interesting. Do I lose my my high score for Snake?
2: You won't lose your high score for Snake.
5: Okay, good,
0: good. I think you'll be good. All right.
5: whew, whew. Wipe the sweat from my brow
0: <laughs> and put a big smile on my face. There you go. Fixed. You pull a small cable out from what looks like to be a smartwatch and you connect it to his phone and everyone else kind of just sees the dwarf in a blue hoodie zone out at the bar. His eyes look like they go from a light blue to a dark red for a moment. And the phone reboots. And after it reboots, it says, uh, thank you for updating MetaLink OS. And it looks like it's about to throw an ad at you. Like, thank you for updating. Here's where you could buy the newest phone. Mm-hmm. Your phone kind of for a moment. And the message just kind of fades. Like, it looks like it's about the blue screen. And then it's back to normal.
5: Are you serious?
0: It was that easy.
5: No more stupid ads? Yeah, I hate ads. Ah! Oh! Uh, I'll hug you. I'll go, no more ads, no more ads, Uh, uh, mm, mm, mm." and then I'll compose myself and go, "Mm." why, shoot, partner, no ads, (laughs) that's fantastic. My name's Tex Longhorn.
0: How do you do?
2: I'm Titus Tiny Hands. Mm. Does the bartender notice
0: anything? The bartender is actually not paying too much attention to you. He's continuing to smack the side of a Tridio remote and get the TVs back green. He's like, I've, I've turned it off and on. I, I don't know what, I, I can call
2: the IT guys, but it's New Year's. They're probably not on shift. I would like to go up to him and be like, hey, I just fixed his phone. Can I take a look at that remote? <laughs> if you could fix it, you're more than welcome to. I'm going to look at the remote and kind of eye it a little bit and be like, sorry, there's nothing I can do. Looks like you've been locked down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got
5: owned. Lock down. <laughs> and for the record, I uh, after you say your name and that registers in my brain, I go tiny hands, and I'll attempt to make a, a point to see how large your hands actually are.
2: <laughs> I'm a dwarf. They're pretty hmm. tiny. I'll grumble. I was gonna ask for some dwarven ale.
0: Dwarven ale? Bartender um he tries to hit mute and it doesn't work and he kinda just shrugs and puts the whole thing down. Turns over, there's soy vodka, soy bourbon,
2: soy brandy. Here we go. Dwarven fire stout. Perfect. I'm not allergic to soy. Oh, man, it would suck if I were allergic to soy. It sure would. I don't know what I would do.
0: Very unfortunate. Tell me about it. It sucks. He pours you a drinking glass, drops a couple of ice cubes in there. Oh, well, thank you. With everybody served, and with everybody here, the bartender says, uh, oh, right. He goes over to the computer that would be the checkout, essentially closes the tab, and as he passes everybody uh, their receipts, he mentions, The night's been paid for. Do you wish to proceed? Do I need to leave a tip? If you wish, and he kind of gives you a big, bright-eyed smile. I'll leave a modest tip. I'll go 75. That is mighty appreciated. And He says it's a text,
5: right? Shoot, that's me... Tex Longhorn, yee
0: Right, right, and he chuckles under his breath. Says, uh, well, the rest of you are ready to go, your room is ready for you. And he points to a door at the back of the bar.
2: All right. I assume we all get up and start leaving. As I exit, I tap my wrist a couple times, and it switches back the TVs. To the jubilation of the group at the end of the bar.
5: I'll be the first one to, to open the door, and I'll hold the door open. I'll be like
0: shoot right this way as you open this door the bar loses its brick and mortar aesthetic and it looks much like service tunnels lots of piping lots of wiring and emergency lights lead down to an emergency exit and then another door with an iron bar that looks like it's been bent down by overuse you assume that's your destination
1: this is always the part i like the least not knowing
0: especially for river bear it's a pretty tight corridor Maybe exclusively for lockdown this is a pretty spacious corridor but you find yourself to the electrical room of the lower level of this entire art facility this room glows with a lively hum some lights buzz atop of you it illuminates a round table with some chairs exposed at that table there is a human in a fancy suit with a earpiece that looks like it's live and active Standing at the back corner of the room, there is another human who looks like he has a very large shotgun attached to his back, smoking a Nick stick. And then also sitting at the table is a dwarf who looks like they are sort of passively tapping at their watch. What are they wearing? The person in the center, the the main seat, is wearing what looks to be an armored business suit. And when I say armored, I don't mean like thick plating. I just mean it looks like it's a, a thick material that probably has something stiff in between it. That much is instinctively noticeable. The dwarf is wearing an armored jacket, much like Lester, just sized appropriately, wearing something more like football pads. It's not combat armor, but it's not an armored jacket. It's something in between.
4: Once the door closes behind us, I'm going to start like shedding some gear. I'm going to drop my carrying case and take my ballistic shield off my back, and I'm going to take my submachine gun and put it on top of my shield laying next to me.
0: The gentleman at the table responds, you certainly won't need that for this part of the run, I assure you. Please, have a seat at your leisure. Does anybody need a refreshment, another drink? How could I make you comfortable?
1: I would appreciate a chair that I can sit in.
0: I look around. You got any pretzels? One is already ready for you, and there are. They are uh, soy pretz. Thank you. Mm. Uh, I'll, I'll chew on a couple of these. Mm. Mm. these are... Yuck, soy. Mm, thank you. It has an artificial salt alternative. Mm.
2: I would like to find the chair with a booster seat. <laughs> it is also prepared for you.
1: Here, you can have mine. And I pick you up I- and I put you down.
2: <laughs>
1: you have just been
0: picked up.
5: <sighs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are all served your various refreshments. Yeah,
2: I, I would like to say that I have a, a one drink maximum. So. <laughs> that, that, as you may. I have a no drink maximum.
5: I'm stress eating these pretzels. Okay, just a water for me.
0: I'll have a beer. Thanks. Troll-sized beer is provided for you. It's comically large, but it fits in your hand. He gets a big grin on his face. It's probably like a bucket.
3: Is there a wall close enough to the table where Mo could lean against it? Yes. Okay, so what Moe's going to do, she still has her drink from the front of the house, and she just kind of leans against the wall and raises her glass like, nope, I'm good.
0: And as you all get comfortable, whatever that is to be appropriate, He turns to you and says right let's get down to business i know time is a valuable resource for many of you he turns a device on in the center of the table which plays a tridio which is the the future version of video it's sort of like a star wars hologram if you need a direct reference and it plays the video that some of you have seen already it looks like it's from a traffic camera it catches the corner of a building as somebody's thrown off of it and then some gangers appear to beat up the guy so bad that one of his arms is removed A robotic arm, but nevertheless gruesome. Oh my. And he turns off the video and he says to you all, that runner was of great importance. More specifically, something that he had on them. So much so, in fact, that I'm willing to hire a group of runners to retrieve whatever it was that this individual was trafficking. The gentleman of interest here, who you see, was delivering a briefcase of sensitive components from inside the CCZ to a mutual party of ours. This mutual party never received their package, and the courier has since gone quiet. At first I was wondering if maybe this trustworthy courier of mine had perhaps found another venture, but since then this video has surfaced and I am now suspecting a much grimmer outcome. And that's where all of you come in. I need a group of professionals who could do the necessary legwork to pick up these breadcrumbs that we were given and find out what happened to that briefcase. If you could find out what happened to the courier as well, that's fantastic, but more importantly, there is a recipient who's very displeased that they haven't received their product yet. If you're all interested to proceed, I can offer two thousand five hundred nuyen for each runner. My jaw will drop.
5: I'll pick it back up and be like, oh, I could finally help the kids.
2: We could go to take that field trip we wanted to take this year. I was told that this would just be a milk run. I'm getting the impression that these materials are worth a lot to you since you're how many people are there? Five? Five runners here that you're willing to pay $2,500 a apiece?
0: It's not so much that it's worthwhile to me, it's that
2: it's worth that to the recipient. I see. I'm just going to lean back and let everybody else give their opinions on it.
3: What would I need to roll if Mo was going to try to get more information about the buyer?
2: So there is a
0: couple of routes you can go with this. You could try to sort of finesse it out of them, which would be a con roll. Or you could try to negotiate that perhaps it's in your best interest that you know, which would be a influence roll. Okay. What sort of uh, approach would you want to get this information? And I will tell you as you roll this that a Johnson giving up its source is a little taboo.
3: Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, that would be a noob mistake, right? In
0: this case, maybe it's important to know what you're picking up. And that's a pro move.
3: okay. That's a good point. Okay.
0: <laughs> Alex and Chris will tell you from previous runs, they once had to go pick something up, and luckily one of them had a Geiger counter on them when they did.
3: Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mo is going to speak up and say, Well, considering how important a job this is, what else can you tell us about the package we're looking for, this briefcase? I think it's within everyone's best interests that, that we know a little bit more about what we're looking for here
5: after you say that I'll, I'll kind of pop back into yeah what's in the thing what's in the bag what's it because I, I was just excited to make a bunch of money but uh, I'm back to what, what What? what's going on here what's it what, what's in the briefcase I want to
3: know
0: I need to ask you to roll, I think it's going to be probably influence plus charisma.
3: Influence plus charisma. There's a
0: step where we would compare edge, but I think this is even ground.
3: Oh man, I think I'm going to fail. Give it a shot. Di- I mean, I just rolled dice pool of 11, four hits.
0: Four hits and no glitches. That's actually a very good roll. Yeah, I got six. Lester is also rolling influence plus charisma. Lester, you roll great. Yeah, you did. Yep. Mm-hmm. So the two of you turn around to him, and you're saying things like, hold on, what sort of packages are we talking about? What sort of thing are we getting into you? And he sort of put the pressure on the Johnson, and the Johnson turns around and says, well, I suppose as far as what you're getting yourself into, it supposedly is a briefcase full of state-of-the-art Beatles, about as state-of-the-art as they come. Now, I'm I'm not when a Beatle junkie.
5: When he says Beatles and he's about to explain, I'll noticeably spill my drink and go, BEATLES! Ah, <laughs> uh, 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 um, um uh, shoot, sorry, 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 gents, so continue. Sometimes
0: known as, uh, Better Than Life's? You guys have all experienced since I'm sure. Some people have managed to turn off the safeguards, and I don't know, that stuff's really not good for you, but I guess it's about as real to life as you can get, sensation-wise. But our interested party was very displeased that they never received their shipment, and they were interested to see if they couldn't pay a premium to get this pickup expedited. I'm not necessarily sure what happened to it, so I need a crew that can fill all of the gaps. And if you know what you're doing, this should be easy money. So
5: you're saying we get your techno bugs and you'll give us the money?
0: If you can retrieve the briefcase, I would be more than happy to pay you.
5: I'll look around optimistically uh,
2: at everyone else. Yeah, I guess I'm in.
0: I'm sitting there with my arms crossed, kind of
4: looking at everybody. I'm like, okay, so what happens if this goes sideways? What do we do then?
2: Well, I run away. That's that's what happens if it goes sideways. Ah, uh, it looks like I'm the one who holds the bag of shisa, then, huh?
5: I'll go. Yeah, what happens if we do go? If this goes sideways, what insurances do we have from you
2: that if this goes bad? Ooh, zero. Are you are you new to this text? Cause you know when things go sideways, the Johnson does not have your back.
0: With zero hits, uh, no glitch. <laughs> unfortunately, uh, no glitch. Fortunately, but with zero hits, he will fold his fingers in and say, "Well, that's why I'm hiring professionals, isn't it?" Mm. I have a question. Of course, please. What aren't you telling us? What am I not telling you? That's right. What aren't you telling us? Well, I think you've seen everything that there is to tell. I'd
1: like to uh, sense him.
0: Sure, go ahead. That'll be an astral plus intuition from you.
1: Okay. I got one hit.
0: (laughs) One hit? Yeah. Green is the color of his energy. Mm -hmm. He's very calculated in what he's saying. Okay. He doesn't have anything mischievous or anything.
1: All I did was confirm his cover.
0: Yes. Got it. And he says, uh, if I had much more information, I'd be sending another group of people. But that's where you all come in. So
1: I wouldn't be able to detect a lie, essentially.
0: You could, and you could tell if somebody was uh, being misintentional. But he doesn't seem to be.
5: Okay,
4: okay. That's good enough for me.
0: I'll look at everybody and
5: go, huh, Well, let's try and not mess this up, gang. Well, the money is good. I'm in.
2: Mm -hmm. Fine. Works for me. I mean, we could all, we could always use a little bit more money, but
0: I guess I'm in. Does anybody wish to try to negotiate for more? Sounds like our Decker might be interested in a bigger payday. Of course.
4: I'm not a very charismatic person. Who's good
0: with uh, business?
3: I imagine this is Mo's moment. <laughs>
0: I, I don't mean to push you right into the spotlight, but it kind of is.
3: Sure. What do I, let's see, what would I, what would I roll for a negotiation while well, I think of what I'm actually going to say?
0: Dice-wise, that would be influence plus charisma. Okay. Negotiation is a specialization of influence. Go ahead and roll the dice, and depending on how well or not you roll, we'll roll play it off that. Okay. Yep.
3: Four hits. Nice.
0: Four hits, no glitch. That's a pretty good roll. Okay. You ask him to replay the trideo, mm-hmm. and he happily obliges, and he gets to a point where he's getting shoved off the rooftop, and you ask him to pause and replay that, and he puts it on a bit of a loop, and you say, look at that explosion. That's not the muzzle fire of a gun. That's something big enough to force somebody from a building. There's going to be some danger involved, and I think that involves a little bit of a higher stake. And he turns to you and he says, well, I, I could see your point there. I, I could go a little higher. And then you mentioned, plus, this is the new year. I'm sure you already have a team of runners that you'd happily choose for this. You're getting us because we're available. You're paying the convenience fee. And he says, Well, yes. And I certainly am happy to pay the convenience fee. And the mechanic part that I'm sure all of you are interested in is you're going to get 250 extra Nuyen each per net hit. Nice. Which will be uh, an extra 1,000 Nuyen each.
3: Heck yeah. What?
0: Mmm. Well, what if I offer uh, 3,500 Nuyen each and I can give you that 1,000 Nuyen up front?
2: Sounds good to me. That's more like it, yeah.
0: Mmm, yes. Well done, Miss Goldleaf. Thank you. I'm going to do a little hop and uh, click my heels. And he looks up at all of you again and mentions, I hope this helps incentivize just how interested our client is in retrieving their briefcase. It's a
4: fetch mission. All right. Very well. I think we should probably think about how to
2: play this out, huh? Can I get a copy of that video? Sends it to you. Perfect. Thank you. Somebody
0: recorded this video. If somebody's better with computers than another, they might be able to find that. Otherwise, I have the information of this person. You might be able to summon a spirit that could find it. There's many ways to solve this puzzle, but I will leave the legwork to you.
5: Uh, We'll figure it out.
0: He excuses himself from the table, and as he goes to walk out, he says, Oh, and please continue to drink tonight while you discuss. It's on my tab. He and the dwarf will get up and leave, but the big guy will stay kind of leaning on the wall. Hmm.
1: All right, I'd like to assess him. Sure.
0: Go ahead and roll again. All right. Astral. Four hits, that's a very good roll. Mm. He has some very thick plating just under his skin that sort of gives him this cold golemish appearance when you assess him. It's not so much you're reading his essence, you're reading the part of his essence that bleeds out, mm-hmm. and he actually looks a little bored. Okay. With four hits, I could tell you there's a little bit of a resentment even in there, hmm. an un vice. You sort of see him with your third eye, and you, you see him eyeing everybody's drinks as he mm-hmm. stands there and guards the room. All right. Not being able to drink, having to be professional on New Year's, this is bull trick.
1: Right. I uh, talk to Miss Goldleaf with it. I, I just tap her on the shoulder, but I'm actually creating a mind
0: link. Is that a spell of yours? It is. So much like in Pathfinder, which is a game I know that you've played, mm-hmm. there is a little bit of uh, obliviousness or uh, obviousness to casting spells.
1: Okay, okay.
0: Not that that is frowned upon, just that I want you to know that you're doing that before you proceed.
1: I didn't know, so I'll just start humming my... Uh, hmm, uh, hmm,
0: uh. Now, a sensing you can do pretty quietly. You, okay. Pe- people notice that you sort of zone out, and mm-hmm. you know, if you're wearing sunglasses or something, that could be enough to clear that out.
1: Oh, no. I'm just enjoying my beer.
0: Summoning the, the magical essence in the way, that 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 has a little more oof to it. Mm-hmm. It usually involves bloody noses or, you know, that sort of thing.
1: Well, we'll see, we'll see how it drains me, yeah.
0: But please proceed how you wish.
1: Roll a mind link. Okay, let's see what we got here. Uh, I won't amp anything and I won't increase any area.
0: The only thing we need to do then is roll drain, which I think is going to be pretty trivial. Have you roll charisma plus willpower. I rolled it already. Yeah, it's, it's already, already well. rolled. I need to say these things for the audience.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah, you want me to roll a drain? Um, It's a three.
0: The spell will have a drain value of three, and you roll three. Okay. There is no drain as you cast the spell. You you sort of finish your beard as you do. Mm -hmm. And as you finish, there's a little bit of a tingle in the back of Mo's skull.
1: I communicate to her that our guard here has a bit of a drinking issue and would love to have some interesting conversation and might want to give us something.
0: Mo, you have this sort of, it's almost like an intrusive thought, and you quickly realize it to be the voice of the tall troll.
1: I give you a a nice little winky look and a smile.
0: This sounds like a job for the face.
3: It does. So... Try to be subtle about it, of course, to not give up the game, but I'll stand up, stretch my arms a little bit, pick my drink up, and wander over to our, our guard friend and, and strike up a conversation.
0: The first thing he does is you walk up to him, he sort of just, he makes eye contact with you and then quickly pretends like he didn't just make eye contact with you. What do you say to him?
3: You must be bored as hell watching the rest of us hang out here.
0: Eh, it's a living.
3: Eh, not that that much is true. Uh, What what do you do, you know, as a life, not for a living?
0: He gives you a a raised eyebrow, and he mentions, I usually don't get too chummy with the people in these rooms. Not quite sure how to answer that. Can I help you? What what do you need? And if if you find yourself wanting to get him to open up to you a little more, I would ask that you either roll con or influence. But at initial appearance, he doesn't seem very friendly, or at the very least, not very talkative
3: would it be con or influence if i tried to kind of like commiserate with him like yeah i know what it's like to have a crappy boss i think that'd be influence do we have anybody serving drinks in the back room
2: i probably have like a bottle of dwarven ale that i'm not drinking like they gave me they they had a big bottle of dwarven ale just in front of us
0: fine fancy soy ale.
2: yeah and so you i could just be like you can like you can ask me if if you could give him my drink and i'll i'll be like yeah whatever
0: okay in addition, anyone who has access to augmented reality can see that there is a virtual menu in front of you. You can just tap whatever you want and they'll send it to you. Okay. A majority of the drinks have like soy in their name, but there's a couple things at the top of the bar that look like they're the real stuff. And hey, you're not paying for the tap.
3: Yeah, that's true. I guess at this point I've finished the drink that I have. And is it like an automated thing or what?
0: Do you have cyber eyes or uh, contacts or anything like that that lets you see AR?
3: No, no, I just have cyber ears.
0: In that case, it's probably like a a light display that shows the top of a menu. You go to move up to it and it just instinctively turns on because it's the future and everything's awesome.
3: Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> All right. Well, then uh, what, what I will do is roll influence.
0: For what you were describing, that sounds more like an influence than a con. You're trying to level with them. Okay. And I assume the rest of the group is sort of discussing as you're doing this. Yeah. I'm having a few more sodas. Introducing themselves and talking about what they bring to the table, etc.
5: Yeah. When it uh, comes to talking, just so uh, for the record for everybody, um, influence is like based around truth. Khan is based around lie. Yeah. Just so we. we, Uh, uh,
3: Okay. uh, Yeah. All right. So uh, Mo is is gonna say to uh, to our guard friend. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know what it's like to have a crappy boss. So let's get you something to drink, man. This is a party. What's your poison?
0: He looks at y'all and he's like, well, it's the new year. I won't say no to a drink. And he gets himself a bubbly, flowery sounding champagne. And he, he looks at you after order. He's like, don't don't judge me.
3: Nah, man, that looks good. <laughs> I'm going to have one too. Boop.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Two orders go up. And you, you sort of start making small talk with you. I see that you've just rolled influence plus charisma for three hits, no glitch. I'm going to give you a point of edge for that, which just means you could reroll a dice if you want and get four hits. But I'll tell you beforehand, you've already succeeded on this. He is more than happy to start warming up to you. With that drink he's he's mentioned, he's like, no, he's actually a pretty good boss. It, most people are smart enough to know not to attack their Johnson. I'm just there to look scary. I, I'm i a big sweetheart, I, really.
3: Well, I do like a tough exterior with a nice gooey center.
0: And the drink shows up. It's served in a tall flute of champagne that's garnished with a piece of pineapple and a rosebud. Mm.
3: Do we know this guy's name yet?
0: If somebody gives me a name, that's it. Tyler. He he mentions, and he goes to say, like, a rough-sounding name, like, my name's as f No, actually, call me Tyler. I'm Tyler.
3: Pleasure to meet you, Tyler. Cheers. He,
0: he mentioned, I've never been offered a drink in my four years of doing
2: this. This is most unusual. Happy New Year, everybody.
3: Happy New Year to you too, pal. I'm
2: going to be scrolling through the video, you know, on my watch and stuff, and just be like, oh, yeah, yeah, Happy New Year, and then go back to watching the video. You get to a point that sort of, catches
0: you as extra gruesome at the end where they're just dragging him through an alleyway off camera and that's where the video ends and you're reminded that this is unfortunately a very grim city mm. speaking of information as you warm up the tyler you know after he finishes his drink or so he mentions listen you guys seem like you're uh on the level as you guys are planning here maybe, maybe it's worth knowing i i guess the guy who did this they think he's probably some hot shot with magic i i don't know what i would do about that i I try to shoot it before it becomes an issue personally but maybe something to look out for if something doesn't seem right maybe you're closer than you think you know be on the lookout for finger wigglers
3: very useful information thank you so much he
0: raises his drink
3: another round another round
0: another round and i'm gonna speed up time a little bit here did you guys have an idea of what you wanted to do as far as your legwork is concerned For those of you who've never played this game, the Johnson had mentioned that there was a contact he could give you and Tyler here would have that information if you ask for it. You could also try to find who posted that video and get it from there. Clinton has access to summoning spirits. You could summon a spirit and have that try to look for it. Yeah. You could use your contacts. Maybe one of them would have more information. I sort of want to leave this up to you guys and I'm going to go with what you offer and we'll go from there.
2: I had two things I wanted to try. First thing I would want to try is to do any facial recognition stuff that I could do in the Matrix to figure out if we know this guy or if his face has popped up on any other systems. And then obviously figure out who posted the video. Mm -hmm. If I figured out who posted the video, I'd be like, all right, I know who it is somebody with weapons let's go
0: mm-hmm. for the first one i would have you do a matrix perception which should be one of those skills that you have available to you mm-hmm. and that's to the search for that data you, you put in the parameters and you see what shows up for the second one i would want you to do a it's not edit file but i want you to decrypt this file that metadata does exist somewhere on there but it's not presently available to you i rolled a four
2: on my matrix perception with no glitches.
0: I said it was matrix perception. It would actually be matrix search. Can I have you reroll that? If it's the same roll, we could keep oh, that there first we go. one.
2: Yeah, it is the same exact roll. <laughs> it's it's a little different, and you rolled the same.
1: Does this take ten minutes?
0: Yeah, and that's this is happening while you're offering drinks or anything. This is what he's doing as he's looking right. at this video and over and over.
1: While I and Miss Goldie are collaborating. Yes, gotcha. Yeah,
0: and while I'm drinking
5: my ninth Doctor Soy <laughs>
0: Cola. And then what I've determined I think is most appropriate would be crack file. You're not necessarily trying to, like, break its decryption. You're just trying to find all of its metadata.
2: Oh, that's an illegal action. I got five on that one.
0: And with five hits, you are very successful on this. Everybody else is talking, and you, you mentioned it's under your breath. I'm going to zone out. I'll, I'll be right back. And there is a moment where he sort of slouches down. Things happen much faster in the Matrix, but in that time, he connects to this host. He finds a database that has this information. He's not breaking into it, but he's he's requesting a search from it. He's getting an answer back from it. He's finding this file. He's finding his metadata. He's doing a search on this metadata. And as he kind of zooms back up into consciousness, he's like, all right, I got what I'm looking for. Yeah, I'm good. It's impressive to those who know what you just did, but it's very casual to those who don't. And. Do you think you probably have a 250 meter accuracy to where this video was posted from? You pull it up on whatever the future equivalent of Google Maps is and you you find it looks like it was posted from a security camera connected to a stuffer shack.
2: You know, actually, one of my knowledge is is security systems. So I'd probably, I would be like, oh, okay, this is this, this security system mm-hmm. or this type of security system.
1: And give the uh, specs of the camera.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't necessarily need you to roll with it, but I think having that skill, you can identify this is actually standard equipment for Aztec stuffer shack. And the camera is probably just on a loop patrol when it picked that up. And when you see them dragging it, it looks like they're sort of coming that way until it hits a point that it's no longer on camera. Hmm.
2: Okay, I think I I, I know where this is from, who posted it, and can I run any facial recognition to see about who the runner might have been? You got,
0: what was that, four hits on that? Yeah. 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 It's not necessarily a, a legal search on that. I think this is the equivalent of using an image search to look for somebody. Mm-hmm. You get a couple of news articles that show security camera footage. Somebody's definitely wearing that same hoodie. Somebody's definitely walking around with an orc and a troll and some other people every once in a while. There's a an elf and well, there's a dwarf there. The person that you're looking at seems like they are wanted for unlicensed magic and mischief. Mischief. They don't have a name, but the alias is The Magician.
2: The Magician. Oh, man.
0: That's what people are calling him.
2: Bad enough he's using magic, Ugh. but he's also causing mischief.
0: Hmm. Things like casting magic on people to brainwash them into forking over their tech, and by the time they realize what's going on, they're all gone. It's petty crimes, but there is a bit of an escalation to it.
3: huh
2: oh, interesting. Hmm.
1: I have a question over there, little hoodie man. Yes. You show me on your fancy tablet the images of the three, the troll and the orc and the other guy. Can you show me the images of that? Maybe I can ask the spirits about who who these people are and where they might live.
2: Yeah, that might work. Sure. I say not believing that you're able to do it, but Mm -hmm. whatever. And I pull up my wristwatch and it kind of does the hologram thing where it shows the faces of the three individuals that you asked for.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, all right. I'm going to try to conjure a spirit spirit a raven spirit to tell us the names of these three that i'm looking at
0: i will tell you a raven spirit Mm -hmm. sounds like a spirit of beast might not be able to tell you the names But it could probably tell you the location if you give them enough information, which you could probably get from this.
1: Because I know approximately the zone that they were operating at.
0: You could say, hey, this part of the area, we're looking for individuals that match this description. The
1: location area that Lockdown had previously
0: honed in for us. And it could happily help you with that. All right. So Conjuring. So I have this in front of me. First, you need to decide on the force of the spirit. The DC is going to be the force times two. The Force being what? Kind of how powerful it is. The Force 1 is like... Very, very minor base information, you know, just... A Force 1 or a Force 2, I think it'd be perfect for that. Probably 1, yeah. You decide on the Force and then you roll. I see mm-hmm. you've rolled Conjuring plus Magic. You got two hits. You pulled it off. And within the center of the room, everyone kind of notices as the lights flicker and dim a little bit. And there's sort of this black miasma.
1: Flapping of wings. Everybody hears that.
0: And a moment it eschews before you. For some of you, this might be the first time you've ever seen someone do magic, but magic certainly isn't unknown in this world. There is a spirit of beast Force One, it appears. It's a small little raven. It's pretty new to me.
1: Hello, little raven. Good to meet you again. (sighs) How can I help you? I have a question. Uh, I have these three beings, and I'd like to know where they're hiding. Can you help me with this?
0: So the way this works is you get services that you could ask them, And I think that locate these people is the perfect sort of service that you could ask. Even better, you're saying we think they're in this area. It will take some time for it to achieve this goal. But once it does, you'll sort of receive, you know, sort of like a mental link. I have located them. Here's the information.
1: Thank you so very much for your assistance. Would you like a peanut? (laughs)
0: you offer it a peanut and it looks towards it and it pantomimes eating the peanut but nothing actually happens when it consumes it
1: oh i'm i'm so sorry i had forgotten
0: it caws at you playfully and extends its wings out and as it flutters away the mist sort of fades off into a vent and it's gone
1: i pop the peanut in my mouth crunch loudly
0: that was a lot of fun
2: i'm just gonna turn off the hologram be like well that was fucking weird and go sit back down in my chair
1: oh we'll find out in a minute
2: Tyler's like, that's
0: not the first time I've seen something like that today.
1: <laughs>
0: mm. It's a very odd place. It's a pretty strange world, dude. Go ahead. Roll edge for me, Riverbear. Oh. I have a number in mind, and the number of hits is going to decrease that. Three. It takes about an hour before the spirit gets back to you, but it does confirm to you. It says, uh, I've got a confirmation. I think it's the ones you're looking for. They're shopping, it looks like.
1: Hmm. Well, looks like friends. We've got our
2: first lead. Does anybody have a car? That is a good question. (laughs) I took the subway. Yeah, because, like, I saw River Bear was on the same bus I was on.
1: What's wrong with the bus?
2: Nothing's
3: wrong with the bus, but it'd be faster if we had a car.
1: I don't know. I think it's fun.
3: Mo has the company car, but I don't know what kind of timeline she's under to get it back where it's supposed to be.
0: <laughs> you go to offer the company car, and then you turn and look, and you see there is no way that Riverbear will fit inside of that little company car.
5: We're all gonna cram into that little car. It's gonna be like when the tick borrows uh, Arthur's <laughs> sister's car.
2: <laughs> it's just gonna get ruined, <laughs> you know.
1: I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that,
2: Crunch. <laughs> I- I'm gonna I'm gonna go up to Mo and be like Mo. Try to borrow Tyler's car. Gonna <laughs> ruin that upholstery. I'm surprised you don't send her text messages, you know. <laughs> it's fine, I don't have her number yet. Does he have my number
3: already? <laughs>
1: I'm surprised at that
2: too. Unless we all
3: exchanged information <laughs> when we all met.
2: That sounds like the Decker's job. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean I would clearly have everyone's number. Here's
1: everybody's facial recognition and what you all are and who synopsis. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, we all have to be linked up to the same pan network. And that's something that you could volunteer to do. There's no role or anything for that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. All so right. So we could fine. talk
5: together.
0: Does
1: this mean I have to use this
0: and I hold the phone awkwardly? <laughs> You're all sort of like the Decker sets this all up for you, like a, a Discord channel or a, a Facebook me. chat. You can all easily and conveniently chat with either individuals or the group as a whole with minimal mental effort.
2: Well, I also have a sub-vocal microphone.
0: That means you can communicate to them basically like under your breath. Mm-hmm. and It only takes as long as it takes for you to say it.
2: Yep, I fill up the
5: group chat with uh, cat memes. It's kind of obnoxious. You guys ask me to stop.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do a sub microphone then. I think her name is and basically like ask if Tyler has a company van or something we can borrow I can drive it
3: Okay, I also have a a microphone so I'm gonna do under my breath back. That's an amazing idea. Thanks, dude
2: (laughs) (laughs) Try
0: to con this guy out of his wheels
3: Yeah Then I was I was kind of watching the whole exchange with, with River Bear and the Spirit, and I kind of had to stifle a giggle over the whole peanut thing. But then I'd turn back to Tyler and uh, make a little bit more small talk so it doesn't come across like I'm just, you know, I want something.
0: You're done using him, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So I'm thinking, that would, that would be an influence too, wouldn't it?
0: I think if you're trying to get his wheels, that might actually be a con.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Definite con. I'm willing to hear out either. I do think that's more of a, a con thing than an influencing, though. Might be easier to con him. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: Hey, what kind of car you drive? Right. I've heard that in a bar. Ask him for a ride. <laughs> I mean, you could always ask him to drive us there, too, because we know the area. That's true. Or
0: you could be like, hey, you've been drinking. Should you be driving tonight? Maybe it'd be safe if you didn't drive tonight, you know, and, and wink, wink, and nudge, nudge. and
5: We'll see how it works out, yeah.
0: And when he surrenders his keys, someone else in the party palms the keys or something.
5: Oh, okay. We can hit him in the head with a guitar.
0: <laughs> That's a Lester Moore move. Kabong.
3: <laughs> He's a couple drinks in now, and okay. For that, is it con or influence? I mean, I'm guessing it's Con. If I'm if we're just if I'm just like
0: I think the heart of what you're trying to do is Con, but I would hear either at this point. I'll leave it up to you.
3: Because I mean, I like the idea of kind of just playing the whole. Oh, you've been drinking. You probably shouldn't drive. That's a good
0: route.
5: That's influence. Yeah. 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 It's a good direction to take.
3: Um, But would Mo even be thinking of, okay, if I take this guy's car, how's he going to get home?
2: (laughs) We'll return the car. We're just going to the location, coming back. It'll be fine. (laughs) So, yeah,
3: I'll go back to some small talk, like I said. And then, you know, after he's about halfway through another drink, you know, Mo will say to him, you've had a few tonight. Maybe you shouldn't be driving. How about I hold on to your keys for now? Mm
0: -hmm. Go ahead and roll it. Let's see how he responds to that.
3: And so I'm going to roll con. Just give me your car. And I got four hits.
0: Four hits, no glitch. That's a fantastic roll. He's like, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe drinking tonight was a bad idea. I haven't eaten anything today. Yeah, here. Would you like a peanut? (laughs) He does take a peanut. He pulls out his comm link and uh, he's like, is this your icon here? And he pulls the one that looks like an elf and he sends you the code to control his car. It's like an app that allows you to unlock the door and turn it on. Oh, cool. Go ahead and roll edge for me before we proceed because I want to see what kind of car this guy rides and I'm sort of going to leave it up to a dice roll.
3: Ooh. Two
0: hits. Two hits. It's not a great one. I think this is a bulldog that he drives, which is a big, kind of like a windowless van, which is great because it'll have the space to carry everyone. But this vehicle is pretty beat up. The guy's got a lot of trash in there that you're going to have to navigate. He's very embarrassed about it. And uh, once you know it, the speakers don't work. They're blown out. Hmm. But you, um, the, the phone kind of jingles and you get an app that's got the photo of it so you can easily identify this when you need to. And with that, I think you guys have, you know, like an hour later or so, a destination to go to where you think you have a confirmation of these guys' location. Right. Where are they? You think that they are currently shopping inside of a stuffer shack down by the Chicago Containment Zone barrier.
1: What is a stuffer shack?
0: This is like a future 7-Eleven. They sort of have everything there.
1: All right. A corner market. Okay. All right. So they're going to be in a a little corner market.
3: Just for um, future reference, I want to say that um, Moe went ahead and got the information on the contact from Tyler.
0: Yeah. If we do need to use that avenue, that'll be available to us. Okay. It looks like it was a contact by the name of Veronica Kensington.
1: Mm-hmm. I I look at Lester and I River Bear says, Do you know of anyone down in this area?
0: Can I do uh
5: a sprawl is more like locations, I believe, right?
0: Sprawl are different locations. Sprawl would actually be pretty appropriate.
5: Okay.
1: Lester Moore is a man of the people. He must know people.
5: Zero hits. Zero hits. Uh, I, d- I don't know anybody in the area
0: Hmm You give it a thought and nobody really comes to mind Unfortunately, maybe your contact does But you specifically don't What contact is that? He's got a couple of contacts All of them might possibly Maybe even Mama Moore Maybe somebody plays Canasta in the area I could ask her I will gather the group's attention and mention you do think you have a confirmed next stop where these individuals have been seen, whether it be through security camera footage or it be through spirits thinking they found somebody who matched that description. If you need more information, you have a contact that you could pursue, but it does seem like you have your next step lined up. Mm-hmm. Do you all wish to proceed in that direction? What are your yeah. next steps from here?
5: To the bus. We should. <laughs> to the bus. <laughs> Uh, to uh, the windowless van.
0: You guys have a Bulldog and you have whatever other vehicles you have. A lot of you guys took either a Johnny Cab. Let's say that Miss Schnelling, your vehicle has just been waiting for you outside Johnny Cab style, like in the parking lot. That is available for you all as well. It's not made for meta humans, but it could comfortably fit more people. I'm a regular human. Shotgun. The only person here who's having an issue, unfortunately, is Mr. River Bear. Yeah.
1: It's all right. I'm used to this. I'll meet you guys there.
2: He doesn't fit in the bulldog? He'll fit in the bulldog. Yeah. You and I can take the bulldog. Everybody else can go in the other car. Thank you. He can't drive it, but he can fit in back. Yeah. I appreciate the ride. Yeah, no worries. I actually have piloting as one of my skills, too.
5: Oh, you know what? I do, too. I can drive.
2: Cool. I got a driver's license, too. (laughs) He holds it up. (laughs)
5: It's an old picture. Lester Moore. (laughs) You made that with a crayon. No, it's real. It's real.
3: I fill out all the forms.
5: <laughs>
3: you seem like the kind of guy who would.
1: Yeah. Well, it is good to follow rules sometimes.
5: I realize I just blew my cover. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot! <laughs> uh, sorry, I. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. My 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 name isn't Tex Longhorn. I'm not an oil tycoon. No uh, way. No. But my name's Lester Moore. I'm just trying to make some money to save the youth center. I, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I should I should have been honest with you from the get go.
1: Oh I man. I feel downright terrible.
5: I feel da- I feel awful, guys. I'm sorry. I just you know I don't normally hang out in these unsavory places, but but I'm here now, so uh, I'm in it for the kids. I'm sorry, uh, Lester Moore. It's a pleasure to meet you all. Uh,
0: now might be a good time for you all to formally introduce yourselves as runners. You're going to be working with each other after all.
2: Well, just so you know, my name is also not Titus Tiny Hands, but I'm not going to give you my real name like some people. I thought your hands were moderately sized. <laughs> th- th- thank you. And my uh, my my runner name is Lockdown. And. Hence- my reference earlier about locking you get it you get it you understand I'll
5: go oh in point <laughs> I get it I get it
0: now
1: did the television do
2: that your logo lockdown.
0: <laughs> totally yeah if you wanted to have it can yeah Lockdown. <laughs>
2: but yeah so I'm, I'm locked down that's my that's my runner name in case anybody needs uh needs some decking done color me impressed
5: River Bear Hi. Uh, what's your real name you um, can't possibly be River Bear
1: I'm uncomfortable telling you. His eyes shift back and forth, and he gets kind of hunched.
5: Hmm. That's okay.
1: It's good policy to just keep it professional.
3: Is
5: it River Cub?
1: Oh, I was a River Cub at one point, yes, but many moons ago.
5: Oh, okay. He's probably like Creek Bear.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Insert gay joke here.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm a lovable bear.
3: So, uh, obviously New Girl. Mm -hmm. What's your runner name? Ebony Darkness Dementia Raven Way, but you can call me Mo. That's a edgy
5: name. I'll also go, whoa, because that's a pretty cool name. That's a lot of words.
3: Yeah, that's why I said you just call me Mo. It's fine.
5: Mo. Thank you, Mo. Otherwise, I would have had to have written that down.
1: (laughs) And um, you over there, I'm glad you're here watching our backs. I assume that's why you were here.
4: Oh, I'm going to point to myself. Are, are you talking to me? Yes. Oh, yes. Hi. I'm going to wave at everybody, and then I'm going to cock my head and do a little peace sign over my eyes and stick my tongue out. And I'm going to go, hi, my name's Panchetta. Right.
5: You're just
0: adorable, Panchetta.
1: Adorably deadly. I'm glad she's with us here to
0: provide the backup. Uh, I've worked with a few of these before. She easily has the most firepower of anybody that you've seen tonight.
5: I'll uh, admire some of the weaponry and say that I've seen some of these tools in my time in the service. Hmm. What kind of weapon do you have? Like you have some kind of rocket launcher?
4: I do not have a (laughs) rocket launcher, but the weapons that you can see, you can notice that they are all of very high quality. So like I have like an FN ninety three which is pretty good machine gu- is submachine that an gun submachine gun FN ninety three and then I have uh, a heavy pistol which is an HK P sixty tactical so those are the ones you can see and then you see that I have the ballistic shield and a weapons case with me and I'm gonna go oh yes uh, it's one of my hobbies to collect and I'm gonna do a little clapping guns are fun guns are fun
5: ooh it's mighty neat stuff you got there I'm glad she's on our side you can look but don't touch okay.
0: We should probably uh, get these guns off the street. <laughs> as you all leave the bar, the previous runners have since left. and It's just the bartender cleaning up bar. Mm-hmm. You guys excuse yourselves on out and the, the bouncer on there holds the door open for you all as you leave. And you load up in your respective vehicles. It sounds like River Bear's taking the bulldog. Other than that, it's not too big of a deal.
1: Yep, I'll get in, the bulldog dumps down,
0: and the back end drops. and It gives a heavy creak, but yep. it certainly is better than fitting in the limo.
1: Ooh, smells like butterscotch in here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and as the vehicles take off, the camera zones out and gives a wide look of the Chicago skyline. I think next time we play, we will do the run. We know where our target is, we just have to do the hard work now. This is great. Awesome job, guys. Whoop, whoop. Yep, fantastic. Cool. I need to do my due diligence for getting the run and introducing your characters. I'm going to give everyone one point of karma. One. You will probably get more when you finish the run itself, but I'm supposed to give you guys some karma. Cool, thanks. Cool. Rhetan, I'm going to give you an extra one for hacking in the system and making your presence known. I sort of had the intention of whoever was the most flamboyant or the most show y would get this.
3: Style points. Thank you.
0: I want to reward using the skills that you have and taking over the system in the way you did, I think was the one that stood out the most to me. Yeah, it's like the end of Mario Party.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to throw in my catchphrase. It was
0: awesome. River Bear, for using a spirit to do the hard part of this like work and confirm their location, I'll give you an extra point of karma. Ah,
1: thank you. Moira.
3: Yay!
0: For doing a great job getting an extra thousand million for the crew, you get an extra point of karma. Thank you pancetta for being a walking armory I'm gonna give you a point of karma it's better to be over prepared than under prepared that's my motto and lester you're doing this for the kids there's a part of me that respects (laughs) that I am doing it for the kids I'm gonna give you an extra point of karma
5: oh I mean, between the, the youth center and uh, Mama Moore's uh, mortgage, uh, she's been uh, eating that uh, soy burger helper all week, and it's it's she needs something better. She just needs something better.
0: Soy burger helper is fantastic.
2: I could go for some soy burger helper right about now. Mmm. When we get back, we'll
0: do the hard part of the run. I hope you all join me. I hope you all had fun. Oh, yeah. yes. Is there any closing remarks before we finish up here? Great job. Oh, sure. Great, Great job. Good job, everybody. We're the Great best. Great job, everybody.
3: Yeah, this was really fun. The the jokes about soy this entire session, though, have prompted me to reveal that in real life, I am a vegetarian, so I eat a lot of soy.
0: <laughs> totally <laughs> You'll fit right in. You'll
5: fit right into 2080. Yeah, to say we should definitely uh, work on our soy material.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> say goodbye, everybody. <laughs> yeah, this was great.
3: Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.
0: The Tops Company Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logo, artwork, marks, photographs, sounds, audio, video, and or any proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company Inc. has granted permission to Bug City Blues to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or any proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with Bug City Blues in any official capacity whatsoever.